hello. It's Brooke DeVard and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Now, today's episode is different, but I think it's a very needed conversation. And it's a conversation that even kind of took a turn for me. I thought I was focused and interested in one thing, but then in talking to a friend of mine who you're going to hear from later in the show, it just took me down this whole other path and direction. So September 20th, Travis Barker announces his skincare line under Barker Wellness. September 21st, Brad Pitt announces his skincare line. This came back to back this past week. Now, you know Naked Beauty well enough to know that I'm not here to really talk about the skincare that these two men are offering, but there are larger points to be made here. So point one, the Naked Beauty community is fed up. I got so many DMs from you all sending me this news as like an official complaint that you were filing to the Naked Beauty Celebrity Skincare is Oversaturated Bureau, basically saying... Brooke, I cannot believe there's yet another celebrity skincare line. Like I thought we've had enough. I thought we reached our peak, but no, there are more. So off the top of my head, here are some of the celebrity skincare brands. Now up first, we've got to say Pharrell, friend of the pod. Can I call Pharrell a friend of the pod? Human race was done with intention. His longtime dermatologist and my dermatologist, Dr. Elena Jones, very much made front and center in all of the marketing and all of the conversations about skincare. You can go back four episodes and listen to my interview with them if you haven't heard it yet. I love human race. I recommend the humidifying cream to pretty much everyone. It's a very just like solid moisturizer that lasts and lasts and lasts. So I would put that in the category of skincare that is done with intention. And of course, when we think of Pharrell, we think about his great skin. Now let's go to pop stars with skincare. JLo has JLo Beauty. Ciara recently launched her skincare. Alicia Keys has skincare. I mean, Kim K is not a pop star, but Kim has her skincare. Rihanna has Fenty, but there's also Fenty skin. There's Kylie skin. John Legend is coming out with skincare specifically for melanin rich skin from what I read. When it comes to makeup lines and hair care, there's a lot more, but I'm focused specifically on skin right now to make a larger point. Actresses. Scarlett Johansson has a skincare line. Jessica Alba has a skincare line, Honest, which has been around for a long time. Focus on baby care. She makes diapers as well. I feel like she's really kind of proven her entrepreneurial chops with that. Millie Bobby Brown has skincare. Gwyneth Paltrow, of course, has skincare through Goop. Idris Elba and his wife, Sabrina, have a skincare line. There are also models with skincare lines. Cindy Crawford has one. Also, did you know that Josie Moran was a model before the whole skincare thing came up? I thought that was interesting. Miranda Care has Cora, which is a skincare line, but still nothing from Naomi Campbell, for example. And not that we're needing skincare from Naomi Campbell, but these are beauty icons, black beauty icons like Grace Jones could sell me pretty much anything at this point. But I do think it's also interesting to look at all of these celebrities I named. There aren't a lot of Black women, which I do think is interesting and maybe a gap in the market, but we're going to come back to gaps in the market in a bit. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, 
Solon logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Is celebrity skincare oversaturated? And this is the question I think we have to ask. Oversaturated to whom? To which group? Let's go back to Travis Barker for a moment. The skincare for Barker Wellness is vegan. It's cruelty-free. The packaging looks a lot like Dr. Barbara Sturm, I have to say. But an eye cream is $130. A face serum is $140. Now, the Barker Wellness products are infused with cannabinoids, which I guess they would argue is their differentiating factor. But back to this thing about price point, if you have $140, $150 to spend on skincare, I would guess that you would be more likely to go to a trusted, proven brand, something like a SkinCeuticals, for example, versus going to a celebrity to buy your skincare. But I do think celebrity has an interesting role to play, which leads me to this video that I posted that's had a lot of great comments from you all. I'll also link to the video in the show notes. But the kind of long and short of the video was as soon as I saw this announcement about Travis Barker getting into skincare, I thought there was such a big missed opportunity because Travis is kind of like a beauty icon in his own way. Because what's the first thing you think of when you think of Travis Barker? It's tattoos. I mean, for me, at least it's tattoos. So he could have done a really fun temporary tattoo line where he worked with, you know, his favorite tattoo artist to make temporary tattoos or even better. What about like an ointment or a cream for tattoos? Like there's special skincare that you have to do as you get tattoos and as they're healing. I don't have tattoos, but I know this is the case. That just feels like such a good opportunity to come into the market with something that's unique to you. Now, the second thing I think of when I think of Travis Barker is that he's an iconic drummer. What do drummers suffer with? Their hands. Their hands get dry and chapped from holding those sticks all day. Travis, you could have given us the most amazing hand cream formulated for drummers, but good enough for everyday use, good enough for winters to get through anything. Everyone loves a good hand cream. That's unique and it's personal to his story. And I think this is some of the frustration. I think that there are celebrities who we know for certain things, and then they come to the market with something that doesn't necessarily feel connected to them. Back when Idris Elba announced his skincare line with his wife, I felt like, oh, Idris Elba, you could have done like an awesome beard care line or like a beard oil, you know, something that feels related to you and what we associate you with. So when I posted this video on Wednesday, this is what some of you all left in the comments section. I'm going to read a few of the comments. Okay, the first comment's from the editorial mail. I've had enough crying laughing face emoji. What I would love to see more of are celebrities aiming to invest in already existing small businesses in the space that are doing well, have potential, and they already have an existing community and customer base and press backing and partnering with them to scale and amplify their business, build and expand and make bank together in the long run. At this point, it's visibly clear what's happening is a scattered cash grab and it's just too much. Please make it stop. Another comment said you should have been Travis's brand consultant. Your strategy is on point. The audience would be way more receptive to something that makes sense. Another comment from Miss Carla Hill. I'm over it. I want to see their estheticians cabinet. Are these products actually being used on their face? It's like when I see celebrity branded shoes at DSW. Are you wearing these shoes, JLo? Who are you fooling? 
Kathy commented, another one. Please don't evoke the spirit of DJ Khaled into the skincare game. I can see the marketing now. They don't want you to glow. That's hilarious. Other people said capitalism is a hell of a drug. And there are 250 comments here. So if you work in the celebrity skincare space or you work at one of these VC firms that's funding these celebrity skincare, I encourage you to, again, like click in. I will link to the Naked Beauty Planet post here and just read what people are saying. A lot of stop it, enough, I'm over it. It seems chaotic. It seems like a cash grab. Do they even use these products? What about all of the fancy laser treatments? They're getting facials, plastic surgery. None of this is acknowledged. A lot of people also, when it comes to Travis, said this is definitely the work of Chris Jenner and obviously his wife, Courtney, at Poosh, pushing him to do this. Most of the comments were saying it was oversaturated. And I'm going to come back to Brad Pitt and his skincare in a moment, but let's just talk about the global skincare market because all of these celebrities have huge teams behind them and a lot of capital behind them. So if they're entering this space, that means that there is room to make money. They also, I think, during the pandemic, realized that they had to diversify, right? If you are palsy and you make music and you can't tour, it's smart to create a company like About Face that makes makeup and sells lipsticks. I don't know if About Face was pre-pandemic or post-pandemic or during the pandemic, but it's a smart way to keep your brand turned on without having to physically be somewhere. So I do get it, but let's talk about the market. The global skincare market is projected to grow from 100.13 billion in 2021, so this is last year, to the projection by 2028, which is six years from now, is 146 billion. That is the projection. And this information, by the way, is coming from a very dry Fortune Business Insights white paper, which I'll link to in the show notes. But what this white paper does provide is a deep dive into how the skincare industry globally is projected to grow by $45 billion, which is quite a lot of money. But what I found interesting about this overview was not just how much it was projected to grow, but what levers they were suggesting will help this industry grow. And I'm going to read some of it to you all. There's a headline here that says increasing awareness of personal grooming among all age groups to drive demand. And one of the things they talk about is how the demand for sunscreen, lotions, and creams is increasing because people are becoming more aware of the adverse effects of exposure to the sun, which is great. We love that people are becoming more aware. If it takes Pharrell launching sunscreen for you to care about sunscreen, then I think overall, net-net, that's a good thing. Now, there's another paragraph in here that I want to call attention to. Furthermore, the increasing awareness regarding grooming products for men Strong advertising initiatives by manufacturers and the digitization of trends has enhanced consumer awareness from men about skincare products. They then cite a men's grooming survey from 2019. It said about 89.5% of men are concerned about skin issues, but from that same group, only 35% of men use skin nourishment and anti-aging products on a daily basis. So if you're looking at an industry that is going to grow, again, by $45 billion in the next six years, and you look at a group, and this is just one survey that's cited in this white paper, but if you look at if 90% of men are concerned about their skin, but only 35% of them are actively using skincare products daily, there's a huge chunk of that market that is essentially being underserved or it's untapped demand. The other thing I looked at, there is a pie chart and it talks about global skincare by market share. So what makes up the most market share? It is creams. 
creams accounts for 33%, meaning facial creams, moisturizers. This is like the largest segment of the skincare market, which is why I think maybe people are looking at this is the largest segment. So I will go into that segment, which is why you have so many of these celebrities that it's like, okay, it's just another moisturizer. Can they do something different? Can they do something more innovative? But their teams are probably looking at this is where the biggest opportunity is. Everyone's going to need a cream, but not everyone needs a beard oil or not everyone needs something that's maybe a little bit more advanced or innovative or new. So I think it's very interesting to think about what data these companies have as they enter this market. So to us, skincare lovers and naked beauty community who are like super invested in skincare, this is like what we love. We've been using skincare for forever. We're like, oh gosh, this is so not needed. But for those of us that are advanced and savvy skincare shoppers, and also for those of us listening that aren't white cis men, maybe we are not the market for these products, which leads me to Brad Pitt and my good and longtime friend, Avi, who you all are going to hear from in a moment about why he texted me that he was super excited about Brad Pitt's skincare line and that he can't wait to buy it. Okay, so let's get into Le Domain, which is Brad Pitt's wine-inspired skincare line. It is genderless. He says he was inspired by his friend Gwyneth Paltrow, also his ex-girlfriend. And it's antioxidants from grapes that power the serum, the cream, and the cleansing emulsion. We have seen lots of companies that use grape extract for skincare. Caudalie comes to mind as one of the brands that's most famous for doing it. And he does own his own winery in Provence. Also, let me just say, I'm not really up on the latest celebrity gossip between he and Angelina Jolie. I think they're like in the process of going through a divorce. There are lots of allegations between both parties. This vineyard is one of the things that they are apparently fighting over. And I actually did try to Google some of this and get to the bottom of it, like what they're fighting over and what the allegations are, but I couldn't find a concrete site to source. Long story short, there is some drama in the background about even this vineyard itself and their marriage. But when it comes to the skincare line, he talks about how he worked with this chateau, Chateau Miraval, blah, 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 blah. You understand. He basically says for a long time, he tossed around this idea of creating a skincare line. What I actually find quite funny is the interview he did with Vogue about his skincare routine. I actually do want to play it for you all because it is rich. It's rich. Let's hear what Brad has to say about his skincare routine. Very simple. I got a morning wash. I do my serum. I do my day cream and I'm done. I'm out the door. And then at night, I do my little wash. I am committed to the to the wash. I do my serum and I do the night cream. Done. Done. So that's me. So he's committed to the cleanse, but I also was surprised to not hear sunscreen mentioned in that routine, that maybe that's because he's not selling a sunscreen. That's like a horrible skeptical thing to say, like, but I don't know. I think at this point he knows to wear sunscreen every day. Now, one ounce of this serum cream, one fluid ounce of serum from Le Domain is $385, or you can do $350 and get the refill option. The packaging is also very intense. It's like these big wooden knobs on top. The cleansing emulsion is $80 and 1.7 ounces of the cream is $320. This is very expensive skincare that he's putting out. Now in the Vogue article, which is mostly just like a very flattering kind of PR piece, but 
Brad Pitt did answer one question very well, but I really appreciated the way that he answered it. So the question was, how do you feel about film star fronted business enterprises in general? And Brad Pitt responded, when I started out, it seemed shameful to do a commercial for some reason. You were called a sellout. And I really think the hip hop guys changed all of that. He should have said hip hop. You know, there are women in hip hop that did this too. They made it okay, even cool to spread your wings a little bit and to try some other things. And now it's really exciting that you can, you know, explore other corners of your creativity, like old Renaissance artists in a way. Now, the old Renaissance artist part may be like a stretch, but I do think about how hip hop and hip hop artists have been pioneers in how do I take my brand and translate it into a lifestyle? Think about rock aware, baby fat, going back in the day to Sean John, right? Diddy was the master of that. And even today, like Snoop Dogg has so many different businesses that go so beyond the music that he's making. I think about Tyler, the creator with Golf Wang, Kanye West, another controversial figure uh, in the press right now with Yeezy. Now, I do think hip hop has been at the forefront of taking your brand and lifestyle and turning that into a consumer product. And I suppose that Actors feel like, well, we are creative people and my creativity can be flexed and stretched into new arenas. Now, back to the point of who is this for and who is it being marketed towards? Again, I do not think I'm the target customer for this. But as I mentioned, I got a very excited text from my friend Avi, who is really excited about this. And he's a huge Brad Pitt fan. So yesterday I said, okay, I'm just going to do this very impromptu episode of Naked Beauty. Let me call up my good friend, Avi. He had just landed in LA. He called me from Sunset Tower Hotel from his room and we had a quick little chat. I want to play you a snippet of our conversation. I am joined by my good friend, longtime friend, Avi Stern. Thank you for jumping onto this episode discussion. Of course. Well, this is my first time speaking really to a man about skincare, but Sparell is the only other guy that's been on Naked Beauty. So you're in good company. You sent me a text yesterday with a link to Domain, which is Brad Pitt's new skincare company. And you just sent the link. No context. So I responded like, horrific. And the reason why I wrote horrific is because there's been this thing within the Naked Beauty community where people send me new celebrity skincare that's launched to like complain, like, oh my gosh, there's another one. And you were like, I think your response was like, what do you mean? This is so great. Like, I'm I'm excited for Brad. So talk to me about when you heard the news and why you were so excited that Brad Pitt was releasing skincare. Yeah, yeah. No, I was... um you know, I was actually just checking, like, I have this Yahoo news and I just go through basically all this stuff. And one of the stories just popped up was about Brad Pitt. And did you know he has a makeup line? Like out of, out of nowhere. So I was reading it and I, you know, did a little search. You mean, did you know he has a skincare line? Sorry, skincare line. Yeah, yeah, yeah skincare line. And again, you know, I got to say, you know, as a man, you know, it was the first time I really allowed myself to, how do I say it? Like, be captivated by another man. Like this was the guy who was like my first, like, wow, he's just beautiful. You know, like beautiful. Like after seeing me, Joe Black, I was like in awe of him, you know, like I couldn't imagine a man to be this beautiful. (laughs) Over that, like, you know, he really became like a cool icon for me. And when Brad Pitt came out with this uh, skincare line, for me, look, the proof is in the pudding. He's an older man and he looks unbelievable. And for me, you know, this is the last, you know, couple of years, which I started, you know, believing in, in vanity and really self-care. And I do think aging is important. And I think it, there's, it's beautiful to age. And if I could age like Brad Pitt, why not? Okay. So, you know, for me, I got to see it to believe it. So that's why I was kind of like really excited about his product. There's a lot here to unpack. Let's go to you just acknowledging that Brad is a beautiful man now. 
sexuality is fluid, but for context for this conversation, you identify as straight, attracted to women. Yes. Let me clear that. That's fine. No, because I, I think that's important, right? There, You can objectively look at another man and say, this is like a very good looking man. Brad Pitt is like the, a heartthrob and he's been gorgeous pretty much his entire life. So it does make sense that you would see him as someone to look up to. But you also, I think one of the things that you captured for me as you were talking was, I think we talk about representation and skincare a lot. So if I see a black woman, that's like, oh, okay, this feels like something that relates to me. But in the skincare space, there haven't been very many lines or brands that necessarily like show men at the forefront. 100%. And again, like you said, you relate to, you know, your influences that you follow. And like you said, there's not a lot of men out there who I relate to, especially that I follow regarding skincare. You know, it's been a new journey for me. And I saw just on your story last night, everyone was talking about this Travis Barker. You know, the guy's filled with tattoos. I can't even see his face. Like, I don't care what kind of skincare line he has because I don't know what's under the tattoos. Brad Pitt, yeah, he's weathered. And there's something, you know, beautiful, like I said, about aging. But again, it's time to take care of us. Like, I like my wrinkles. But if I could, you know, feel better in my skin, I'll feel better inside. And I think mental health is a huge aspect of skincare and beauty. So the anti-aging aspect was one of the hooks for you. Now, one of the things that I think is a fair criticism is that these celebrities talk about like, oh, I wash my face, I use the serum, but Brad Pitt's probably also getting Botox. He's probably also getting like facials all the time. Hormones too, probably like. So you're aware of this? Oh, for sure. I mean, we have to realize, look, we have to realize about their privilege. And I have to also realize about my privilege too. And I am in a state where I could afford this line. And, and maybe it's a question for you too. Like, wouldn't you trust those people most because they have experience with pampering themselves? They know what product works for them. They know what products might work for others. So I would assume Brad Pitt has been in this industry for like, you know, 40 years. His, his main job, he gets paid to look good. He gets paid to look good. So of course I would listen to Brad in that sense. I think I'm so skeptical that I'm at the point of even wondering if these celebrities even use their own product. I see it as more of like a endorsement. But let's go back to the price point. So you're ready to drop $400 on a serum because Brad Pitt said it's great. Yes. And I would try it. But the thing is, like, if I don't like it... You won't buy it again, of course. Buy it. Like Pharrell, I love human race. And that moisturizer is something special. Like I started with Kiehl's. Kiehl's I had to apply two to three times a day. With Pharrell's moisturizer, it's once a day or even one every other. It's amazing. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And again, look, the three-minute facial, it lasted two weeks for me. I don't have the patience for that. But because I like the moisturizer, I bought the body moisturizer and also suntan lotion. So I'm a loyal brand member. But at one, I'm a consumer at heart. Like, I have to realize that about myself. I'm a sucker, you know? And that's important <laughs> to own up to being a consumer. Right. Well, okay. What do you think of the packaging? It's very, like, manly, like, wood. See that wood, too? Do you love it? It's pretty. Like, it's also a pretty product and it will look good in my, you know, medicine cabinet too. You have a beautiful bathroom. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and if I don't like it, I could pour it out and use the bottle for something else, maybe. Okay. We like that. A little repurposing moment. Let's talk about your kind of, I think that there's something happening with straight men. I think gay men have always been at the forefront of style and taking care of themselves and grooming. But I think there's something happening with straight guys around presentation and wanting to get into skincare. So when did you first start getting into skincare? And 
what was your approach to skincare before you were even cognizant of it? Like, what was your pre I like skincare versus now approach to skincare? I think for me, it was more of a real functional aspect. I grew up with an older father, so he would always take me to his dermatologist. He had skin cancer. He had a lot of melanoma. He was part of a generation. Didn't use sunscreen. Sunscreen. They used that tinfoil screen to get sun. So I would go to the dermatologist at a young age and I would see my dad get cut up. You know, every single time he would get cut up, all the scabs they would have to remove. So like he made me see that. And I was a big believer. Like I was SPF 50 my whole entire life because I never wanted to get cut up when I was older. So I realized like protecting your skin is super important. Thank God for gay men to really open up the gates of kind of like dress how you want. You know, I'll push my limits a little bit. I need to step out of my comfort zone because my taste is changing. I'll go into a store. Of course, you know, men's fashion, in my opinion, is miserable. They don't have a lot of my sizes or whatever. So I find myself going into the women's section asking for like extra, extra larges. I love that. Thank God for people like Harry Styles who wears, you know, cooler clothes, out there clothes. And I need that kind of example to feel better about myself. All right, if I see a man doing it, I could do it. Yes. And I think that's important. I think, you know, what is this new masculinity? And I think it is self-care. Like, you know, there's a part of me, this is going to sound silly, but like, there's a part of me that I would love to be a revolved girl. Like just to pay for myself every day. Like, come on, what's more beautiful than self-care? Well, you can, what's stopping you? I know, but I'm not an influencer, you know, they're not going to try to be around the world for free. But yes, self-care as something to spend time on and spend money on is something that is for everyone, but now more men are doing it than ever before. And I really believe the clutch of it is mental health. I feel a lot of men, they're screwed, you know, and I think if we could pull from the outside elements, okay, let me look at my vanity. If I look good, I could feel good inside. What do you think men are struggling with? I think. There was a set role for them to play, you know, to be the breadwinner, to be the one who always makes decisions, all this stuff, you know, tough man. It's not what the world needs anymore. I think it's a lot of tough for them. I don't know. I just feel like for me, look, I'll be honest. I just started dating someone. She likes to pay for stuff. Is this something new for me? But I have to, like, she likes to pay for dinner sometimes. We split dinner sometimes. Like, I was brought up very chivalry, but, you know, I would still love to pay for it, but I have to be okay with it. You know, it's a very small example but a lot of men, you know, they like to hold on. They, and I hate to say it, but like, you know, a lot of men try and shape and form a woman to what they want to be. And I think men have to realize like they were always a higher being. And that's just... That, that women were always the higher being? That's just what we have to accept. Always. You guys have this portal energy creation. Like we have to be aware of that. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Well, I'm going to finish by asking you a question. I ask everyone who comes on Naked Beauty, which is when do you feel most beautiful? When do I feel most beautiful? I think in the morning. I think getting out of my bed, walking out. You know what? 8 a.m. in Soho is something special. You know, you see everyone coming out of their workout classes and stuff. I just love smiling at people and having people smile back. Like, it's just so nice. Like, And again, this goes into like, if my skin feels nice, it relaxes my face. I go out and I smile. Yes. I never really thought about it, but like after watching your podcast and just focusing on it, it's tremendous skincare. Like it is, it's huge. And I think we should support anyone who wants to come in with a skincare line, you know, <laughs> and test it out. Yeah. Listen, listen, come one, come all. 
However, people get their entry into skincare and taking care of themselves is a good thing. So you have opened up my eyes to think about this a little bit differently. And I just appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience with us. Hey, it's an honor. I always support you and I and I love what you're doing. I think it's so cool. Thank you so much, Avi. Now, I will be honest with you all and say that straight white men are not at the forefront of my mind when I'm thinking about beauty and beauty conversation. But this was an interesting shift for me because it's made me think about who's been invited and encouraged to take care of their skin. And also to that point about representation, when you don't see people that look like you doing it, do you feel like it is for you? You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I want to read for you all a comment from B. Stewart, an amazing member of the Naked Beauty community that she left for me, that... I think is important here. So she said, I love the wave of men embracing self-care and skincare. I melt for a man who considers his overall hygiene, physical and spiritual. Second, I think there's always going to be some lame products put out, but I'm always thinking about the outliers that exist, the ones that stand the test of time. Let's take Pharrell's line conceived with your lifelong dermatologist. It's created an entry point to service that general population that otherwise may not have had access to it. And let's admit, most people who love Pharrell cannot directly afford his dermatologist or his daily leisures, but could at least budget for the product in this economy. Furthermore, some of these experts, doctors, scientists, product developers, are less invested in acquiring celebrity status. So these public figures can serve as a bridge to vast markets. So again, it's this point about celebrity as maybe being an access point for a lot of men to start being interested and invested in beauty. The example I shared before was Paula's Choice. I love Paula's Choice products. Paula's Choice products to me aren't gendered. All of the skincare I use, I can't think of anything that's really gendered. Everything's genderless. But even just seeing the name Paula's Choice, a man may look at that and be like, oh, well, it's a woman's name. That's not skincare for me. So I think we're going to see more products from men and the men may call them genderless, but I think their intended audience is actually other men. And I think we'll see more celebrity-backed men's skincare lines for this exact reason. So question for you, listeners. Has Avi convinced you? I don't know if I'm 100% convinced, but what he did get me to do 
is think about this space in a totally different way. And I'm all for, however, if it takes buying a $400 cream from Brad Pitt to get you into skincare or investing in it or thinking about protecting your skin, I'm all for it. Now, he did text me about four or five hours after we had this conversation that you just listened to. And he said, (laughs) so funny, you inspired me. So I had a facial today and I spoke to the woman who was doing my facial. She also thinks Brad's skincare is a dumb idea, smiley face. And I said, ha ha ha, did you convince her otherwise? And he said, no, LOL, but I tried. Listen, not everyone's going to be convinced by this. I'm barely convinced by this. But I do think there is an interesting conversation here about men and straight cis men who have maybe not felt included in this self-care movement. And, you know, not that men need to be centered more in media. That is certainly like not my job to center men. but. I do want to do a dedicated episode of Naked Beauty where I talk to men about their approach to skincare at all levels. I want to hear from the guys that are in it, in it, in it, and doing like microneedling and Botox and buying all of the things to the guys that don't even wash their face and just learned what sunscreen is. Because I think there's an interesting conversation to have with men about beauty and how they take care of themselves, what they look for. Are they just using their partner's products? There's a lot to unpack. So I hope this is a conversation we can continue happening. And I hope you enjoyed this analysis of the celebrity skincare market, how it's growing. And unfortunately, I think there's more to come. More products will probably be announced before the end of the year, because as I shared at the start, the numbers don't lie. There is room for growth. I'm so curious to hear what you all think. You can always DM me at Naked Beauty Planet so we can continue the conversation. Thank you so much for listening. And also, amazing interview coming up next week. I talked to the editor-in-chief of Allure magazine, Jessica Krull. She's been in the role for a year. So we were able to talk about Allure, Best in Beauty, her career, how she's navigated it. It's an incredible episode. I know you guys are absolutely going to love it. And just lots of good stuff coming up on the horizon. So thank you all so much for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this kind of like slightly different impromptu episode. All right. Until next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.